0: The love of the game. It flows through our veins and fills our lungs. It brings us to our feet and sometimes our knees. But behind every thrilling point, there is strength and security. The card Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina members have trusted for over 80 years with the tools and plans to make healthcare easy. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Live fearless. Proud supporter of fans across North Carolina. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina for today, Tuesday, September 19th. I'm your host, Donald Ware. As a matter of fact, we're going to call this Takeaway Tuesday as I'm going to take a look at some of the things um, interesting to me that I took away from this past weekend's games. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, only three wins for HBCUs against non-HBCU teams. Um, the record was something like 3-18 and 18 or something like that. And that's a far cry from what we saw in week one where HBCUs had eight wins. And I forget what the losses were, maybe something like 8-17, and 17, something like that. But there were eight wins. So as the weeks have progressed, the wins by HBCUs, against non-HBCU teams has really begun to dwindle as now we're going to really get into conference play for this upcoming weekend. Um, With that being said, in terms of big wins by HBCUs against non-HBCUs, in week three, the biggest win unquestionably within that category and then also probably the biggest win of the weekend uh, would have been A&T's 35-31 victory over Charlotte. Big win for North Carolina A&T, who um, even though the game was relatively close in terms of the score, it really was a game that A&T dominated. Um, When you look at the fact that A&T fumbled on the opening kickoff, Charlotte took advantage of that and scored, by the way, Charlotte quarterback Daryl Clue, or excuse me, Hassan Clue, is the brother of, 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 of Daryl Clue, who used to play at A&T, um, now the starting quarterback for Charlotte. And um, so he was able to lead the team down the field. Not, not it was maybe at the 30 yard line, so 30 yards, but anyway, they were able to score that first touchdown. And then what was more impressive was that A&T was able to score on its next three touchdowns possessions took a 21 to 7 lead took a 21 to 10 halftime lead and then the offense started to uh, get stagnant as a matter of fact um, when you look at North Carolina AT on four straight possessions they were unable to score as a matter of fact on three of those four possessions they went three and out but ultimately able to win See, they were able to seal the deal because Charlotte was driving towards the latter part of the fourth quarter it was 30. I uh, was, let's see, 20. It was the AT. Bottom line was A&T was ahead by three points at this time. I think it was uh, 28 to 25 was the score. And a young man, a redshirt freshman by the name of Mac McClain, able to step in front of a clue pass as, again, Charlotte was driving, took it back 74 yards for a touchdown. It essentially sealed the game, although Charlotte came right back and scored to make it 35 to, they missed the extra point, made it 35 to 31, but uh, could not convert on the onside kick, and that was the final score in the game. Mack McClain, his grandfather, Franklin McCain, was one of the Greensboro Four, when you're talking about the Civil Rights Movement and the sit-in in Greensboro that took place on February 1st, 1960, so that uh, was, was, was pretty interesting in of itself. So I would say that would, I mean, and I don't think, it's not that I would say, I mean, I think I don't think there's any question that that was the biggest win in terms of from an HBCU perspective um, in week three. Uh, another takeaway, Bowie State is for real. Bowie State defeated St. Augustine 66-20. to This is a high-powered Bowie State offense that scored 66 this week, 31 last week, 48 in Week One, all in victories, and even as high-powered as the offense, you got to give the defense credit as well. The defense is playing pretty well, also. I think the Bowie State has to be the favorite right now to win the CIAA. Got a big game. Um, uh, Winston-Salem State has, has is two and one on the season. They got a big game against Virginia State this upcoming Saturday. But Bowie State with the Hall at quarterback, he had six passing touchdowns, rushed for another two touchdowns. Uh, the Boxerow National Player of the Week. This Bowie State team is extremely, uh, uh, for real. It's no question about that, and uh, so to be able to win that game, 66 to 20 against Saint Augustine's, uh, is pretty uh, impressive by the Bowie State Bulldogs. So another takeaway, boy. I'm wondering how, for real, this Howard football team is. They go from defeating UNLV uh, in the first week to uh, losing to Kent State. By seven points, no, no shame in that. Kent State is an FBS program, even though it's a lower tier FBS program. Um, no shame in that. To getting blown out by Richmond, sixty-eight to twenty-one. I never saw that coming. Um, I thought Howard would be competitive. I thought they matched up really well. I thought, you know, Mike London as the head coach at Howard sort of would be um, the uh, the X factor, if you will, that really. I thought would have enabled rich or Howard to win the football game, but, you know, it's one thing not to win, but it's another game because Howard is trying to, to build a program. Richmond has an established program. So you can definitely understand that. Um, but to get blown out 68 to 21, boy, that was awful tough uh, for for Richmond uh, for Howard, that is. And so, you know, I'm going to look to see how Howard's going to bounce back this week against Bethune-Cookman. How will Howard bounce back against Bethune-Cookman as they host Bethune-Cookman uh, on Saturday? So that was another takeaway uh, that I had. Boy, another takeaway. Norfolk State is really struggling right now. Um, they're 0-3 on the season. James Madison is the number one ranked team in, in, in FCS. And not only that, they're the defending champions. But... To lose that game 75-14, to you got to wonder what's going on with Norfolk State right now. They lost their opener, remember, to Virginia State also. So you got to wonder what's going on with uh, Norfolk State right now. Um, And um, they're struggling down there. I know they want to be able to get things turned around there in Norfolk, but they're definitely, definitely struggling right there. And then another takeaway – Tennessee State over Florida A&M 24-13. Treon Harris, the quarterback for Tennessee State, had some really, really good numbers, something like 14 of 18 in excess of 200 yards. I think he had two passing touchdowns in the ball game. So he was really, really good. But the question is, I, I am expecting or would have expected Tennessee state to score more points just like last week where they barely beat Jackson state. I don't know if that's a, a deal where Jackson state is, is better. Although I don't think that's the case. I know Florida A&M is definitely better, but I, I'm just thinking Tennessee state should be scoring more points. Definitely. I thought would have put up more points against Florida A&M. Of course, that game was played in Tampa and, um, but uh, Tennessee State's got a, a a tough game. They got UT Martin um, this weekend on Saturday, and that's definitely going to be a tough game. It's a game in which UT Martin um, they defeated UT Martin when the two teams opened up against each other on last year. My final takeaway is Alcorn State. I like the way Alcorn State is playing. No such thing as moral victories, but they they fell to McNeese State 34 to 27. Remember last week, Alcorn on a neutral site fell to Florida International 17 to 10 in an FBS program. So I really like the way that Alcorn State is playing. Boy, I love the way that Lennaris Footman, the quarterback, is playing. He is playing lights out right now. Pass for in excess of 400 yards um, in that loss. So I really like the way. That uh, Alcorn State is playing right now. So, those are my takeaways from week three of the HBCU football season. Uh, on tomorrow, our midweek look as we uh, now start to gravitate from a look back and look more towards uh, the upcoming Saturday. And, and of course, uh, including our Baxter Row National Game of the Week. We got a couple of good games on tap. But I'll let you know what my Boxerro national game of the week is um, up. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to let you know that on tomorrow. So until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday Hello You can to me if you want to these expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes to score. I can get them both. I don't want the tools and I'm quick.